Welcome to this meditation from the edge, part of the conversations from the edge podcast. I'm your host, Christine Madeira, and I'm very excited about the expansive possibilities available to us in this time of great change. The level of consciousness and skill sets we need to navigate and create in this emerging era are much different than those we've been taught. We're shifting to an era that values wholeness over division, cooperation over competition, and orienting from well-being and thriving rather than stress and surviving. Meditations from the Edge offer a way to open to new mindsets and anchor new skills with the ease and effectiveness of guided visualization. You can find this in all meditations as standalone audios and audio downloads by following the links at conversationsfromtheedge.net. Enjoy. Welcome to this meditation from the Edge. This is your host, Christine Madeira. And today's meditation is on wholeness and the expansion into wholeness. So first of all, what is wholeness? Uh, we've had a lot of conceptual movement toward this idea, you know, in recent years about being a whole person, about treating the whole person medically and psychologically, about oneness and about the idea that we're all one and we're all make up a kind of a whole, but we don't really talk about uh, what is the experience of that in your everyday life. And, and what is it to be um, not in wholeness and what is it to be in wholeness? And so what I wanna, how I want to talk about it today is to present the idea that you are inherently whole. You're inherently whole. I'm inherently whole. Our whole world is inherently whole. We are a whole system and we're embedded as a whole system in other whole systems. So you know, we're the, the a whole person embedded into um, a whole societal system, embedded into a whole global system, embedded into um, a solar system, embedded to a galactical system. There's, you know, there's levels and layers of wholeness and all of which are whole and complete in themselves. And yet they're all, you know, part of a larger sense of wholeness. So it's not that a solar system is incomplete, you know, in relation to a galactic system. It's simply that it is its own microcosm of wholeness that is integrated into a larger sense of wholeness. So we've got this kind of nesting doll idea of what it means to be whole. But what I really want to focus on right this moment today is our, our personal experience of being a whole being. And what does that look like and feel like? And to begin to experience ourselves as a whole being within a whole system. And what does that look like? And how do you experience that? And the way that we're constructed as humans is that we, we experience through our, our brain the idea of polarity. So there's the polarity of I am a human being and I'm looking over at a chair that is not a human being. So there's a differentiation between how I experience myself and how I experience that chair, even though if you look at it from like a you know, super subatomic level, it's all the same substance. So there's a wholeness within me and the chair and, and everything that it underlies all of our experience that we don't really experience in everyday life. We can in moments of transcendence, but for the most part, our everyday experiences 
are based around this idea of differentiation and polarity. Now, one of the interesting things about polarity, also from the human experience, is another aspect of our brain, which is the survival impulse, has kind of coded everything as safe, unsafe, or neutral. So the tree that I'm looking at outside of my window would be con probably considered neutral for most people. Now, last night, we had a big windstorm. And I live in an area where it's kind of notorious for trees to fall on power lines or houses or cars or that kind of thing during significant windstorms. And so sometimes, you know, the tree in combination with the wind can feel more threatening or dangerous than the tree on this beautiful windless day. One of the other extensions of the, the brain's coding of things as safe, unsafe, or neutral is that it emotionally codes most of our experiences and most of our situations as safe, unsafe, or neutral. And because those are deeply encoded in the brain, in our experience of polarity, we don't just assume everything is neutral until proven otherwise. We, from this automatic system within, are always looking around and assigning safe, unsafe, or neutral to things and navigating within those, in, those um, understandings and energies. So when you add the stories of your life about who it is that is safe or unsafe or neutral, what experiences are safe or unsafe or neutral, what jobs are safe, unsafe, or neutral, what kind of living experiences or relationships are safe or unsafe or neutral, we have all of these experiences that kind of toss us around from an emotional and energetic level between our moment-by-moment -moment experience of safe, unsafe, and neutral, and our tendency to want to seek out safety and push away non-safety and to kind of dismiss neutral as irrelevant because we don't really see neutral because it doesn't juice our emotional system in any way. So that creates a lot of bouncing around, like, you know, like a ping pong ball from moment to moment, experience to experience, emotion to emotion, energy to energy, as we're constantly moving through navigating or trying to control, for the most part, safety, unsafety, and neutral. So we try to control safety by, you know, holding onto it, grasping it, and aligning with it. So when, when we have something that's safe, we, want, we tend to ally ourselves with that and begin to identify ourselves as, as safety and those things that we consider safe. And we begin to otherize those things that we consider unsafe, other experiences, other people, other religions, other ideas, other philosophies, that kind of stuff as something that's dangerous. And we feel the danger and we have that that um, aversion to the danger. So we're always in this place of navigating and trying to control this experience. So you can imagine, if you would, a triangle. And imagine the flat part of the triangle at the, at the top, basically. So you're looking at a triangle that's inverted, like it's pointing downward. So this experience of polarity and of duality and of this bouncing back and forth between what is safe, what is unsafe, what is acceptable, what is unacceptable, and all of the emotions and stories and constructions that we have around this 
bounce back and forth um, along that continuum. So if it's big danger, it's way at one end of the continuum. If it's big safety, it's way at the other end of the continuum. And many things bounce back and forth in between. Now, in, in addition to the emotions that we have about the things that we have encoded in our wonderful, amazing brains as safe and unsafe, we also have experiences that, that move us along this continuum of safety and, uns uh, not of safety, sorry, of worthiness and unworthiness, of um, being acceptable or unacceptable about what's right and what's wrong, what's good and what's bad, what's good and what's evil. That's a, that's a kicker. And what's familiar and what's unfamiliar. And that's often, you know, these things all bounce around from this place of safety and non-safety. And that's how we've basically been taught to live our lives. We've basically been taught what this continuum is. Our nervous systems hold this continuum and we claw our way towards safety and we push away those things that are non-safety or, or that that um, feel unsafe or fearful or bad in some way and all the people and experiences and ideas that, that go along with that and so we experience ourselves in in pieces or parts because our our clawing towards safety oftentimes when we're clawing towards safety we're doing so even when we get to that place where we feel really safe there's always that looking over to the place that is unsafe. There's always this sense of duality um, and of polarity. And that if you're really in that safe place, like the shoe is the shoe's gonna drop at some point and it's gonna move you back down that continuum. So if you think of a continuum from zero to a hundred and safety is a hundred, hundred percent safe, you know, something can make you feel unsafe. So say the tree that was outside in my backyard last night fell on my car or on my house. Then, you know, it moved from being a place of feeling very safe in my home to, oh my gosh, all of a sudden there's something that went wrong. That all of a sudden there's something that there's a disruption in the force, so to speak. And I move down that safety level. Or there's something that happens in the world. And there's always something that happens in the world that moves us from that place of safety to that place of unsafety. And navigating that, that back and forth, when it takes an awful lot of energy, takes a lot of physical energy, a lot of emotional energy, a lot of energetic energy. If you're an energy person like me, um, it requires a lot of mental energy because we tend to then think about it all the time. And how, how do we, you know, with our thinking mind, try to control and make our way from unsafety to safety? It requires just a ton of mental energy to do that. So on the bottom of that triangle, Imagine a little word that says wholeness, right, at the, the tip of that, uh, that triangle. And basically, the idea of wholeness in the podcast that I did, which should be listed right before this one, I believe, in order, that the idea of wholeness in this place is the complete sense of safety without the polarity of unsafety. So, and the, and the complete experience of yourself as a whole being without, and the ability to be able to experience all those things all the way from zero to 100%, no matter what's going on, you can experience it without experiencing that as you. It's just an experience that rises and falls. So the tree falls on my car. Let's hope that's not predictive. And, I, you know, I, it sucks because then I got to figure out what to do with that. You know, I've got to do something with the tree. I got to do something with the car. I got to deal with the insurance company. But it is what it is. It's not in and of itself, any kind of threatening thing, it's an inconvenience for sure. 
but I just, I experienced, you know, oh, that sucks. And I experienced what I'd experienced with the, the um, insurance company. I get to, to go see my insurance guy who I like. He's a nice guy. And then I deal with however this, this resolves itself, but it doesn't pull me down into these, um, these experiences of identifying with the idea that something has happened that's wrong. Then I feel like, like I'm in danger somehow. All of the emotions around that. And this happens because in all of our experiences in this whole continuum of zero to a hundred, we have all kinds of stories and things that we have learned. We have these stories about these things that we begin to identify with because they're kind of caught places of energy in our experience. And when we experience one of those things, like, you know, the tree falling on the car, it can tap into something like, ah, oh, man, you know, bad things happen to me all the time. Every single time I just get an inch ahead, then something happens, blah, blah, blah. Or every time, you know, I make an extra buck, then something happens to take it away. There's these old stories that come up that pull us back down um, along that continuum or into an experience of, of lack or of unsafety that then we begin to operate from. And so if you have that energy that, oh my gosh, everything always sucks and Every time I get ahead, this is something bad happens to me. And you take that to that energy and you're operating from that when you go to the insurance company, then, you know, things might actually work out in harmony with that energy because what you're putting out there is that nothing ever works out for me and I'm always a victim and something may happen and you don't get the money that you think you need for a new car or a repair or, you know, they're not there. They're, <laughs> they're closed for a vacation or, you know, whatever it happens to be, it makes it more of, um, more of the story that validates or increases or enhances the energy that you are bringing, the story that you're bringing, the conditioning you're bringing to that situation. In wholeness, when you are in the experience of wholeness, and we'll talk about what that is in a moment, you know, you can experience, oh man, that sucks. And you can feel it, you know, and you feel it and it moves through your body and it releases and then you just move on and you deal with, with whatever happens. But as you as you as you let go of that momentary experience, which, cause it's a very valid thing, like, ugh, the inconvenience of this. Um, as you let that flow through you without holding on to it, without tapping into an old story, without making it mean something in particular, then you can move back into that state of wholeness. And what I'm going to describe wholeness as in a moment is really like that underlying soul vibration, your unique soul vibration to the greatest experience that you can experience it in this moment. And it's generally, a, it's a quiet, stable, loving container of that deep truth of you. So it's like, you know, if you were thinking of it in terms of identity, which I don't really like that word for this because we tend to think of our identity as our personality, as our stories, all of these things. But as that truth and that experience of who you are, when you begin to tap into that energy, one, as unfamiliar as it might feel if you're not used to tapping into it, there is a familiarity there. There's a comfort there. When you can expand into that wholeness and come into the quieter, stable, comforting truth of the energy of you at that soul level or higher self level, if you want to call it that way, the divine level, all kinds of words for it. Don't get caught in vocabulary. 
uh, whatever that means for you. I'm going to use soul level at this point. But when you begin to tap into that and experience that as like your, your trueness, as that is your truth, that is your wholeness, that is who you, who you really truly are at their deepest level. You can experience all these momentary rises and falls that happen in the course of a day and in a life and in a moment, because we all have lives, you know, people come into our lives and they leave our lives sometimes in painful ways. And we have experiences, some that move us into these great, great feelings of joy and love and some that, that suck, you know, that are like the tree falling on the car or losing your job or getting sick or having um, a family member that's dealing with the healthcare system or something along those lines, like things happen. And when we attach ourselves to the experience of what's happening in the moment and all of our energy and emotion of that experience as who we are, as our identity, as, as who we are in that moment, and we act from that, then we are acting in this place of polarity and we're not expanding into this wholeness of who we are, which is kind of this larger container of wholeness that's available to us in which we can experience fully and completely everything that rises in life and falls in life without having to control it, without having to cling to it, without having to push it away. We can experience it, let it flow through us and melt that experience, like melt back into the wholeness of, of our truth and our soul. And so taking, coming back to our picture of this triangle, I want you to imagine that there's a circle that encompasses this triangle. So it starts kind of from that point of where the wholeness was at the, at the bottom of the triangle, because wholeness contains all of our other experience. And I had been using the triangle as the container of that experience. And I thought, well, that's not as accurate as if you put everything into a circle. So if you encircle everything, no matter where you go in this experience, when you come out into and you transcend it and you transcend from wherever you happen to be experiencing what you happen to be experiencing in the moment, you move back into the container of wholeness, the container of your soul vibration rather than just having it in one particular way. So, um, and you can actually expand this polarity from this line that goes back and forth into everything that happens within that circle. So everything that happens within that playground of wholeness is something that's available for you to experience. And the joy of experience within wholeness is that you can fully participate. You can be fully emotionally available to everything because it doesn't define you. You don't have to stay identified with that through whatever the, the, the through line of that experience is. Like for me, with the experience with the tree, if the tree had fallen on my car, I don't have to take that energy and be stuck in the energy of, oh my gosh, this sucks, all the way through the experience of however it resolves itself with my car. I can just experience that in the moment. And then as soon as that that experience rises and falls because our experiences are emotional experiences or biochemistry in the body. The body's biochemistry rises with an experience, you know, something that happens that, that triggers something in our emotional system and that system of rightness, wrongness, goodness, badness, you know, suckiness and greatness. And we can experience that 
let it flow through the whole body without shutting it down, without denying it or repressing it or shutting it down in any way, but to begin to experience the exhilaration of emotion without getting caught in that emotion, to allow all of life to flow through you and to let it rise and fall, let the biochemistry rise and without feeding it. So what happens like with this example that I had is if, if the biochemistry of, oh my gosh, it sucks that this the tree fell on my car, rises. If I don't do anything to feed it, if I don't feed it with a story and say, oh my gosh, that all this stuff happens to me, why is this happening to me? I don't have a job right now. How can I pay for this? All, and I don't begin to add to that biochemistry with a story, which just intensifies it, it anchors it, it strengthens it in the body. It becomes this place of congestion. It's kind of like a, a little piece of identity that you can run home to that contains all of these stories wrapped up um, into, you know, one spiraling downward <laughs> spiral or one story about like nothing good happens to me, right? So we can, we can spiral in that story for quite some time and operate from that story so that when it suppresses your immune system, but it also keeps things congested. It keeps things locked up inside of you. And it also keeps you from experiencing the fullness and wholeness of life. And that experience of wholeness and of your soul level vibration also allows, because you're in the largest part of this container possible, the whole circle, right? The wholeness of your circle embedded into, you know, the wholeness of everything else that's happening. It allows for the greatest uh, possibility in terms of outcome. So, and I've had a lot of experiences of when I've been able to let go of what's happening energetically and emotionally and open back up to the largest experience possible of wholeness of having things that are miraculous like take place that people show up with solutions that I never would have thought of that um, things harmoniously come together in a way that is almost like magic that had I been coming to an experience with a feeling of feeling victimized or of anger or of something that was controlling my experience moving forward would never have been available to me. So when you are open to expanding into that soul vibration of, of cultivating your experience with it, of recognizing that your momentary experience is not your identity and the willingness to let go of those points, those emotional set points of identity, and open into a greater experience of who you are and what's possible. When you are able to do that and range through the entire circle, life becomes like a playground. And it doesn't mean that everything wonderful happens to you because life is still life. Things are unexpected. Um, we've got right now this coronavirus, which is wreaking havoc in a lot of different ways and ways that are completely outside of the control of you as an individual in many ways, in many cases. But you are able to, not control, but you are able to come to all that's happening in your life, either from these various places of polarity or by awakening and expanding into this, this experience of wholeness, which also contains the flow of grace, which will be its own meditation down the line somewhere. So hopefully that helps to explain this idea of wholeness and what's possible when you step out of the immediacy 
and the definition and the emotional experience of what's happening, not by disallowing them, but by understanding that that's just a moment in your experience and you get to, you get to decide how you respond to that experience. You can cling to it and you can let that experience rule your moving forward. Or you can experience the moment fully and freely, allow the moment to biochemically flow through you, recognizing that an emotion isn't a definition, it is simply an experience. Emotions can last about 20 seconds in the body as a biochemical experience without feeding them. And when you allow the experience of the rising and the falling of a biochemistry of emotion, without attachment to it, just recognizing it as the experience that it is. It's almost like a wave, right? So as a wave rolls toward the shore, you know, it comes, it's sort of, it's a little bump, and then it gathers up, and then there's this peak, right? And that peak can be really uncomfortable. We want to dissipate that peak. We want to act on that peak. We want to, you know, express in that peak, especially if that peak is like anger, and it, that's the time that you really want to sit and be and breathe and experience without breathing it away, but just being totally with it, letting that peak tip over. And then as you, as you allow this, it's almost like the wave rolls up on shore, it dissipates and it flows back into the ocean. And it's a true skill because most of us have learned to experience emotion as real that feel like they're explaining that what's happening in the moment but they're really just explaining you know your 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 caught places that are rising in response to something that's happening in the moment it's a big skill to be able to recognize the rising of emotion as simply the rising of emotion rather than the true reflection of what's happening and so when you cultivate the ability to simply experience what's happening in the moment without trying to use it to validate a, a story, particularly a story that is very deeply rooted in pain and polarity, then you really set yourself free because you're able to experience emotion like that wave rolling up on the shore, letting it release, expanding back into the experience of wholeness in your soul self and to allow life to be what it is without taking on anything in life personally. And that's really a, a key benefit to wholeness as it releases you from the ping pong ball and it allows you to open up into a greater experience of what's possible when you begin to know yourself as a whole being and to allow anything within that circle to happen without attachment, without aversion, so that you can enjoy all of life and all of the richness of life. All right, so for this meditation, um, as with all meditations, you really want to be in a place where you're able to sit and, or lie down, close your eyes, and fully enter into the experience as much as possible. And then just resting in it and allowing everything to flow through you or over you, almost like, you know, water over a creek bed and gently shift and change your experience. As with all these meditations, repetition is going to be your friend. Repetition helps you to anchor new ideas in 
And then also combined with the repetition to actively in your waking life, begin to notice those times that you're experiencing emotion and remind yourself to just relax and allow that emotion to rise and fall in the moment. And then to come back into that place of wholeness. And to remember and remind yourself when you begin to tell a story about what's happening, to let go of that story and expand back into wholeness. So these are the ways that you work together consciously and unconsciously to shift your experience from the ping pong balls and the rising and falling and the overthinking and the over controlling of living identified with our points of polarity into really sinking into and melting into your experience of your soul truth and wholeness. Sit back and relax. Closing your eyes. And rest your hand if you can on your heart center. And take a long, slow, deep breath all the way down into the deep diaphragm, which is that muscle beneath the lungs that draws your breath downward and outward. And as you continue to take long, slow, deep breaths and relaxing your breath with ease, Shift your awareness to your heart center and imagine that you're breathing in through the heart center all the way down into the deep diaphragm and back out through your heart center. And you might notice that your attention is in your mind and projecting your attention from the mind to the heart center, which is just habit. So if you can, see if you can pull or drop or invite that awareness from the mental conception and the projection to the heart. To actually bringing your point of awareness into that heart center. Inhaling and exhaling through the heart. Imagine in the back of your heart there's a doorway that you had never noticed before. But look at that doorway and notice that it has a handle and it has a lock and a key. And the key is in the lock. And you get to choose right this moment if you want to use that key to unlock the door. 
And if you choose to unlock that door, you also get to choose here if you would like to open this door, knowing that on the other side of this door is the entry point for the soul into the body. So if you choose to open this door, do so by consciously choosing to invite your soul, your soul vibration into your body and being. And if this is your choice, turn that door handle and open the door. You get to choose whether you open this door a little bit or a lot. So open the door as much as feels good for you in this moment. And as you do this, you immediately begin to experience a wave of love, of acceptance, of allowing, of gratitude. And as these flow into your body, radiating into the heart. And just as your heart pumps blood into your body, your heart radiates this experience into your entire body and being. This wave of love, of joy, of peace, of gratitude, of compassion, of acceptance, of wholeness, may feel familiar or unfamiliar. If it feels familiar, just awaken that experience of familiarity more and more. If this feels unfamiliar to you, just imagine pressing your palm against this energy gently, as you might a window. Feeling what it feels like. Noticing how safe it feels because your soul energy is your ultimate safety, your ultimate support. And as you experience the safety of this, as much as feels good to you, invite this energy in, into your heart and into radiating out into your body. Inviting each of your cells to receive this energy. Awakening the receptors on each cell 
that receive this energy and draw it into the sun. And in the wholeness of the cell that draws it even further down into the atoms and the spinning vibrations of each and every atom in your body, which in and of itself is its own wholeness, embedded in the wholeness of a cell and the wholeness of a body and the wholeness of a being and the wholeness of all that is. And inviting each of your vibrations to the core of each atom to remember the experience of this soul energy to reawaken that deep truth that lies beneath and encompasses all the experience within that truth. And as each cell in your body awakens to this energy, and as each atom, trillions and trillions awaken to this energy, each experiencing wholeness within the wholeness of you, each remembering that this experience, this vibration is its home state, the state of fullness, of wholeness, of truth, of peace, of wisdom, of the you of you, and the truth of you beneath the surface level experience of you and the truth of you that creates a circle of wholeness for you to experience all of life within from a true sense of safety, a true sense of possibility, a true sense of wholeness and oneness. Because all experience is available to you within this wholeness. In each and every moment, free from those caught places of definition, of identity, of emotion, of story. And imagine your whole body now encircled in this wholeness so that you could reach out and touch this sphere of wholeness around you. 
and experiencing yourself as embedded within this wholeness rather than the polarity of feeling separate from this wholeness. So as you can imagine reaching out and touching this sphere of wholeness and feeling the truth of you within this. Feeling the openness to all of life and all experience. It feels so safe to allow this sphere to open and expand beyond where you can touch it with your hands or your feet. And as it expands, you realize that you can reach out from this heart center and touch it from this sacred space. That it is both within you and encompassing you and everywhere in between that you are embedded within wholeness. And your experience of wholeness is embedded in ever larger experiences of wholeness, all working in synchronicity and in possibility, in collaboration and joy with one another to hold you in the greatest experience of possibility that you allow yourself in the moment and so for just a moment within this sphere of wholeness call to your awareness something that has happened recently that caused a strong emotion. And just call that experience, that emotion up so that it activates the biochemistry in your body. The biochemistry of that emotion. And imagine just letting go of all the story of the experience and the unfolding of that experience and all the story around that emotion. And just allow it to be in your body. You may feel some contraction from wholeness into the experience and that's fine. But as you begin to pay close attention to this experience, free from story, free from control, free from defining it, or from creating rightness and wrongness about it, goodness or badness, just breathe behind this emotion, allowing it to rise up like a wave 
and see if you can stay simply in the experience of things. Well, that emotion resolves itself in your body. Your body knows exactly what to do with this in order to release it from your system. Just like a wave knows exactly how to flow up on shore and roll back into the ocean. The simple work of this is to allow it without interference, without story, without acting from it or building on it. Simply to experience the exhilaration of the emotion, of the ripple through your system. And then allowing that to fade away. Reconnecting once again with your heart center. And that experience of wholeness as you expand out. to the edges of that divine truth, to the edges of that soul truth and that soul experience of you, that experience of your soul vibration, your deep truth, and remembering, re-coming together, re-expanding, into that larger experience of you. With each breath as you inhale and exhale, it gets easier and easier. To remember this simple process of experiencing all that comes as it comes, of allowing it to flow through you free from definition and story and meaning, and to simply allow it to flow and to rise and to fall within that larger container, that larger wholeness of you. And you may find, as this becomes more and more natural, that you are able to stay anchored into this experience of your highest truth, your soul vibration, your wholeness, even as you experience the rises and falls within it. where life becomes a playground. An experience simply is. And you are open to the wholeness of possibility and that magical unfolding of life in the largest possible way. And all of this gets easier and easier becomes established as your default setting and easier to remember 
into practice. As I count from one up to five. And at the count of five, if you're using this as you fall asleep at night, you'll begin to transition into deep, healing, restorative sleep. And you'll awaken in the morning, feeling very connected to your experience of soul truth, of soul vibration and wholeness, and feeling very relaxed that anything that pulls you from this experience is easily navigated and allows you to re-expand back into this experience in a relaxed and natural way. If you're listening to this during the day, then as I reach the count of five, you'll open your eyes feeling very refreshed, very relaxed, very connected to your soul vibration, to your deep truth. Being able to see your day moving forward in the perspective of wholeness and being easily able to navigate the rises and falls within the wholeness of your day. And as I count from one to five, you will also more and more deeply experience, embed, and activate your experience of your soul vibration as the truth of you. One. Two. Three. Four. Five. I hope you've enjoyed this meditation from the edge. Listening to a meditation regularly, paying attention to changes in how you think, feel, and act, and making conscious choices that reinforce the ideas and skills in the meditation help you to embody the new awarenesses and abilities more quickly and easily. For greater listening convenience, you can find standalone and downloadable versions of this meditation by following the links on the conversationsfromtheedge.net webpage.